All right, welcome guys to another episode of the 100 Yard Coverage Podcast. Uh, my name is Stefan Arnold from the Fantasy Football Observer, and I am joined today by a new podcaster, our writer, Dakota Vanderhoff. Dakota, how are you doing today on this Monday, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today, Stefan? Good. Where were you, Dakota, when you heard Andrew Luck was retiring? I actually was um, on my way back from uh, out of town, got the news, and uh, immediately texted my brother because I thought it was pretty shocking. Yeah, just insane, right? It was like I literally gasped. I, I saw it on my phone. And then I went out and, f- and found a couple of people that I was working with and said, uh, yo, Andrew Luck just retired. So obviously huge, huge news. Um, today, guys, we are going to talk a little bit about how that affects uh, the fantasy prospects for all the Colts and then also what you can do if you drafted Andrew Luck, maybe even a few hours before he retired, and also maybe your league mate drafted him and you could see what he has and offer him a deal if you guys have a backup quarterback. So first, Dakota, what do you think uh, about the prospects for uh, T.Y. Hilton uh, without luck? Um, honestly, if you haven't drafted yet, I think T.Y. Hilton could become somewhat of a value because he's uh, drafted down at, I believe he's fallen to the 38 ADP last I checked earlier yeah. this morning. So, I mean, he could be great value in all honesty. Jacoby Brissett actually does have a great deep ball, and uh, T.Y. Hilton is known for being a down downfield threat, 16.9 yards per average. Yeah, I'd, I don't know that I would draft him at that ADP. I mean, it's probably going to be falling even further. That's mid-third round or early fourth round, depending on how many teams are in your league. But... If you start wide receiver heavy and are comfortable taking some running backs uh, later and he's your wide receiver three, I think that could work out for you. He's a little bit of a boom or or bust guy. Um, And uh, I believe he was the 27th uh, wide receiver uh, in 2017 without luck and with Brissett. But the team's gotten a lot of lot better uh since then so i still think he could be a low-end wide receiver two or a high-end wide receiver three um not sure i could pull the trigger but um you know if he falls far enough absolutely yeah i don't think what do you think sorry um, i don't think that he's finished falling 38 is just where he's at right now he's earlier this year i believe he was uh mid-20s so he's fell quite a bit since saturday i think he's still falling i did two drafts yesterday one in a money league and he was still sitting there at you know fifth round. So I think that his ADP hasn't quite settled yet. So I think just keep an eye out for him. If he has slipped a couple rounds, maybe maybe take a shot at him. If he's sitting there at maybe like the Tyler Lockett, T.Y. Hilton area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would I would think of of looking at him in the in the fifth round. Uh, definitely, I would take Lockett before him, but yeah. Um, He's he's definitely going to he's he, you're right he's probably is going to emerge as a value as uh, people like me maybe are a little bit scared off of him. All right, what do you think about the prospects for 
uh, Eric Ebron. I, I, I think that's a uh, very interesting because I don't think that he, he will be the only target. And, um, I don't know enough about Jacoby Brissett. I haven't seen enough from him to know if he depends on tight ends or if he's more of a gunslinger kind of type. I know that he's a mobile quarterback and normally mobile quarterbacks will tend to target tight ends a little bit more as they tend to be a safety valve. So he could have uh, value in that position. Yeah, I think that Ebron was already a little bit overvalued with his touchdowns from last year. He had 13 touchdowns and that's really a stat you can't chase. So if he's, I've seen him as high as ranked fourth um, touchdowns before uh, Luck retired, obviously. But um, I definitely put him down at um, you know low end tight end one right now. Uh, if you had to pick a tight end, would you go for Hunter Henry or Eric Ebron right now? I think Hunter Henry, absolutely. Especially with Melvin Gordon missing from the Chargers, I think that there's going to be a large target target share, especially in the short game. Uh, Eric Ebron, Eric Ebron was a little, he was over targeted by Andrew Luck himself. Andrew Luck historically targeted his tight ends quite a bit. So I think that Eric Ebron might actually take a little dip because Jacoby Brissett might not be the same type of quarterback that Andrew Luck is. Yeah. And, um, I think that it's more likely that, um, T.Y., or sorry, Eric Ebron, you know, maybe suffer the most from um, luck being gone and just producing that consistent offense all the way down the field. So we shall see. But right now, uh, once again, I'd be um, hesitant to draft Ebron just like I am with Hilton. But I do have a guy in that offense, I think, um, might still be a value. Um, he's going to drop a little bit, I think, as well. But I think it's Marlon Mack. Uh, he was an RB2 before Luck went out. And I don't see him slipping too much. He's definitely much better in uh, Colts' victories when they're um, ahead and he can rush the ball. And they go a little bit away from him when, when they're behind. But um, I don't think he had the the credit due to him before luck uh, went out. And, and so maybe he could, he's going to get even more of a hit than he should. So I'm, I'm probably still looking at Mac in the, in the late third round or fourth round. But uh, what do you think about Mac versus uh, Naeem Himes? I actually, um, I like both players. So Marlon Mack presents great value, especially in the, in the fourth round. He could be a really good running back. I actually really like his running style. If you watch him run, he runs really hard. He runs down, downfield, downhill, hits the gaps really hard. Um, he doesn't really provide a big production value in the receiving game, and I think that's where Naeem Hines is going to provide a lot of that value because he did yeah. for the for the team last year. And Jacoby Brissett may need a bit more of a safety valve and. Because they don't have Andrew Luck, they may be playing from behind a lot. So Marlon Mack still presents good value, but I think Naeem Hines would be a good player to look at in those late rounds just because he may have 
value just from the receiving game itself and just seeing time at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, the Vegas line uh, for wins for them dropped from 9.5 to 6.5. So I think it's pretty obvious they'll be in a lot closer games and probably behind more often. So um, Naeem Himes is probably going to rise up draft boards and will probably be a value. Um, so let's talk about what you can do if you've already drafted Luck or draft been in a league that drafted him overall, because um, I think you could take advantage of the Luck owner if you want to do that. If you've already drafted Luck, I think that Brissette um, is an emergency replacement, obviously, um, but I think you want to try to get a better player. Who do, who do you like out there maybe on that may not be owned um, that would replace Brissette off the waiver wire just right now? Off the top of my head, I can think of Josh Allen or Mitch Trubisky even. Mitch, the Chicago Bears offense, I know some people have questioned it. I think it actually looks decent in uh, preseason, just not necessarily from their touchdowns they're scoring and everything but just watching their offense run i think their offense looks good i think their offensive style looks good i think they have players that can fit into that system i think mitch trubisky could actually become a pretty good quarterback this year yeah i like trubisky as a replacement there um i'm thinking also maybe uh uh, philip rivers might be a replacement if he didn't end up being drafted in your league um he's right near the 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 low end um, you know, and if Lamar Jackson, it's probably unlikely that he didn't get drafted, but, um, you know, that, that was a name that I wanted to bring up, but like you said, it's very unlikely that he did not get drafted, Yeah, but I think that yeah. he would be, I think he's a great option for a late round quarterback or a late round replacement. He could be someone that you actually try offering as a trade to the Andrew Luck owner if he's your second quarterback yeah i think you know a lot of people even if they don't need two quarterbacks they draft them just for the value of it i'm not sure it's the smartest play a lot of people will tell you not to do that but if you do have a uh second quarterback like lamar jackson or a Jameis winston or a Dak prescott i think you really should look at the luck owners roster and try to steal one of their best players for instance if they've taken um, uh, Travis Kelsey or maybe a Zach Ertz or George Kittle up high and then got luck later, trade your second quarterback and, and maybe some change and try to try to get that tight end because now you have a great, you know, a, hopefully a, a pretty good quarterback and you've instantly upgraded your uh, tight end for a first rounder, a second rounder, or, you know, a top of the third, plus you still have your guys you drafted yourself. So um, there's both ways to look at it. You can definitely make up for that um, if you're a luck owner, or you can take advantage of it if you're not a luck owner. Um, if you are a luck owner, I would kind of do that opposite tact. You know, you no longer have the luxury of having uh, a top tight end if you if you have one of those or maybe you need to sacrifice your second or third round pick and package one of those guys like a top wide receiver and try to get, you know, a, a better quarterback. Um, you know, sacrificing um, one of those 
higher level guys and, and getting a quarterback in return that you can trust um, and hopefully making up, you know, this, the spot from a, another waiver wire spot uh, would be a good thing. So I think if you, if you have luck or if you don't have luck, that's such a massive hole in someone's lineup that you, that creates trade possibilities for all involved. Dakota, what, what are you thinking about Lamar Miller? I know Duke Johnson's going up. Uh, how much do you like uh, Duke Johnson now that Miller is done for the season? I like Duke Johnson. I, I don't know if I would say I love him. Duke Johnson was a really good um, change of pace back in Cleveland. He came out of the backfield on some on a random down and would come and catch the ball. He had good production. He's good at he's a good receiver. He's solid running back, but as a workhorse back, I don't think that he could do it by himself. At least, I think that he's going to need some help. Yeah, I think he will be valuable if they gave him that full role. But um, just by losing their starting running back, you know they're going to be on the waiver wires. Uh, there was some report that they were going to try to sign. Jay Ajay, and then that was kind of shot down. Um, so who knows if that's something that's being worked on and just got ahead of the head of the uh, the ball there um, in the report. But they are going to bring someone else in, so I wouldn't jump on uh, Duke uh, too heavily. I definitely would boost him up in your rankings, but um, you know he's a guy that probably is not going to be carrying the full load for that team. Um, and that team also has offensive line issues as well. So, um, you know, it may not be the best pick to really reach for Duke Johnson. Um, Dakota, let's also talk about Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon. Uh, Josh Gordon was um, just reinstated. Um, and he looks like he's back on the practice field with the Patriots. Where do you have him ranked and... What do you think about him and his, you know, just his chance of of suddenly leaving the team again? Uh, are you going to really look for him in the fifth or sixth round? Yeah. See, Josh Gordon. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I would draft him. Honestly, um, I was looking at his value. He has good value, but he hasn't been all that productive with the Patriots. I was looking at his game log this morning he even even with a 12 target game he never received more than five catches in a game he does get a lot of downfield attention he averaged i think it was over 15 yards per reception so it was pretty decent but i don't know if he's a key piece to this offense or if he's just a deep shot that tom brady likes to take occasionally yeah, I think um, you know as they gain um, some uh, connection between them, he'll, that will definitely grow. But I think Julian Edelman is your first guy there, um, especially for the majority of targets, and James White coming out of the backfield. So Gordon will have his games. He's going to have those huge games that are just amazing—one hundred and twenty and two touchdowns, or you know three touchdowns on 80 yards, but yeah, you might go ahead. 
he may receive two touchdowns, but he did it off of five catches. He's very efficient, but he, he's a boomer bust player. I don't personally like those boomer bust players because I, I would prefer a more consistent player or someone who can overproduce or outperform their ADP. I think Josh Gordon is going to perform right to his ADP and be more of a boom and bust kind of player that you can't rely on a week to week. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely boomer bust, but he's he's at the super high end of boomer bust, right? Cuz he can just destroy um you know, a team in real life and really save you for a week. Let me give you some players who might be drafted uh close to him and you can tell me whether you'd want them or uh Josh Gordon. What about Robbie Anderson from the Jets? I like I really like Robbie Anderson. I think he has a good potential to outperform his ADP. So I would choose Robbie Anderson. So Anderson over Gordon, no question. Yeah, I believe that Robbie Anderson has a chance to be the number one wide receiver for his team. I think Sam Darnold actually looks good, especially with Le'Veon Bell being on the team. They can kind of find some balance between the run and the pass game. I think Robbie Anderson will finish much higher than Josh Gordon. Gotcha. What about another guy who's got a lot of pub this this offseason, um, but still pretty young? What about Chris Godwin? That is an interesting pick. I think that one comes depends on your team. Chris Godwin has a lot of potential because of the Bruce Arians offense. Bruce Arians yeah. uh, with the with the Steelers and with the Cardinals, he he is known for throwing the ball deep down the field, throwing the ball a lot. So I think that Chris Carson could get a lot of attention, but I think that he's in that same category as Josh Gordon where he could be a boomer bust player. In that case, I might take Josh Gordon because Tom Brady and the Patriots seem to have a more efficient offense than Jameis Winston has ever produced. Yeah, Winston definitely um, can throw the ball to the other teams quite a bit. All right, one more. Uh, value play, huge red zone uh, target in Mike Williams of the Chargers. Williams or Gordon in maybe rounds, you know, five, six, seven. I think I might take Mike Williams on this. Mike Williams looks, from what I've seen, he looks like a tremendous player. He's a really big target, especially in the red zone. I think that he might get a lot of touchdowns. I think he'll probably catch more touchdowns than Josh Gordon will. He's a solid number two for his team. That is missing a uh, very good running back. Yeah, Mike Mike Williams had ten touchdowns last year, and as we said, we can't chase touchdowns, but he is going to be a red zone threat, a little bit of a threat to himself um, by Hunter Henry there. But as long as um, Keenan Allen, you know, is a little bit dinged up, uh, Mike Williams will be another value. And then, of course, if Melvin Gordon is not on the field to take those short runs into the end zone, then Mike Williams will be another red zone threat. All right, uh, Dakota, let's talk Antonio Brown. Um, You know, obviously one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the game, but he's had some issues um, just with his uh, wanting to have his helmet uh, be exactly what it is. Looks like that's going to be denied, but he may have a custom helmet built. Um, you know, maybe a top five, top six guy. Um, are you going to drop him down at all just because of his 
what looks to be you know his mindset right now um, before we get into week one? Are you you going to pick him easily in the in the middle to late second round? Yeah, actually, I've seen him slip a little bit. Um, I think I got him in the third round in a draft last night. So I actually still like Antonio Brown. I think that I think he's going to play. I think the helmet thing is bit ridiculous and um i think he's being a diva i think he'll get over it and i think he'll go and get his money i think that's what he's there for would you uh rather have antonio brown or mike evans i think i'd rather have mike evans like i talked about before uh the uh, bruce arians offense mike evans is the clear-cut number one wide receiver he's still pretty young and he is a very talented big receiver i I think he's going to have a fantastic year. If he was my number one wide receiver, I would, I would be fine with it. Honestly. What about Keenan Allen or Antonio Brown? I think I'd take Antonio Brown. Keenan Allen is, I think he's banged up at the moment. He's had a lot of injury history. I, I just don't think that I trust him as much as I would trust Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is pretty consistent, even though he's joining a new team. I think that he's, Pretty much quarterback proof. As far as Evans, yeah. Mm, ah. <laughs> Obviously, he's going to be um, a great pick for that Arians offense, but I might go Brown there, um, and I'd probably go Brown over Allen. So maybe my whole premise that Antonio Brown is dropping is incorrect even in my head. So, yeah, definitely um, going to still be – Top level wide receiver. Yeah, let him drop. Yeah, he's he's not going to drop. Let, just, let him drop. Let's go back in time, the last ten minutes, and just let we won't even we won't even mention him. But uh, all right, Dakota. So um, yeah, you just had a couple of drafts. Um, what stood out to you in those drafts as far as uh, players who were dropping or uh, rising um, in those leagues? Um. I think Leonard Fournette was interesting. Leonard Fournette, um, he's looked great in the offseason. The few runs that he's gotten, he's ran hard. He has just obliterated some people out there. And if you look at the way that the team is designed, they have a great defense. They're going to be managing the ball. Nick Foles, he's not the perfect quarterback, but he's a better quarterback than than Blake Bortles. And he's... a great game manager, honestly. So I think that the entire Jacksonville offense is going to be led through Nick Foles and Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette right now, I think, is going in the late second, third round area, right at that turn. And I think yeah. he's he's going to be a running back one. He could even possibly be a top end, like a top five running running back. And I think that he has tremendous value. Um, Derek Henry, I saw slip quite a bit because of recent injury problems. I think Derek Henry is in line to get a pretty big workload. It seems like the end of the year, they kind of figured out how to use Derek Henry. And I think they wanted to continue to use him this year, but he's getting banged up. And I think people are getting afraid of his history of not performing well and his history with injury. He could pre- he could provide good value if you've got a loaded running back depth. Yeah, I think in the third round, if I see Fournette there, I definitely think about taking him. But that's not the case with Henry. Just um, 
As you said, he's got some good history in the last few games, but for most of his career, he hasn't done a whole a whole lot. So maybe I'll miss the Henry boat, but um, I think I'll be okay with that. All right, guys, if you want to see more of our uh, thoughts and as well as our other writers from Fantasy Football Observer, head to our site, fantasyfootballobserver.com. We've got uh, Dynasty rankings from Caleb Barnett. We've got um, Nate Giorgi on uh, undervalued wide receivers. And Dakota has uh, several articles on veteran players and undervalued um, players as well. So we have all undervalued positions or players on every position covered at fantasyfootballobserver.com. So thank you very much, guys. Um, We will be back um, probably next week with another podcast as we get closer and closer to opening day. Dakota, thanks so much for joining me. And where can they reach you on the interwebs? Uh, You can reach me on Twitter at Dakota Vanderhoff. Just uh, drop the O out of Dakota. And uh, I think that's probably the the easiest way to find me. Thank you, Stefan, for having me today. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I am FF Observer on Twitter. That is my go-to social media site. So feel free to hit me up there with any questions or anything, and I will try to respond. But thank you guys so much. We will talk to you next week, and peace out.